Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Menzel. And I'm Jim Conlon. And this is New Tricks for Old Dogs. Our podcast features the many ways us older folks howl at the moon, odd news items you don't normally hear about, and conversations with other old dogs who are growing bolder, not older. So if you've got 25 minutes or so, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us. In this episode, the old dogs ramble about what we miss. We introduce a new fashion phenomenon, the trikini. We mourn the death of the weekly newspaper. We extol the benefits of playing music during surgery. We ask our friend Bob Elder to tell us about unregistered investment advisors. And we decry the surplus of draft beer going down the drain. The Old Dog's conversation is with Charlie McCarthy, a guy who should have been happy being successful as an IT wizard, but turned to sales, then to the law, and now who knows, maybe welding. Stay with us. So, Jim, what's on your mind? Well, a lot of things these days, Paul, because I have a lot of mind and not so much of anything else. Uh, What I've been thinking about lately is all of the things that I have started to miss a lot. You know what I mean? Ah, okay, such as? Well, like, I miss my office. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I guess I miss miss using Starbucks as a satellite office. Hmm. I used to meet people there all the time because... On any given corner, there's at least one Starbucks. Right. I miss lunches with friends. Haven't had that in a while. I miss uh, being able to do a quick errand or two, just to drop what I'm doing and get in the car and go. I miss uh, seeing a big spectacle movie on the large screen. Oh, really? And, of course, that goes with a big tub of popcorn and then uh, contraband candy. I always sneak in some Mm. candy of my own. Yeah. Do you wear big spectacles when you go to a big spectacle movie? Is that why you call it that? Uh, Yes. You you must wear big spectacles. Okay. Got it. You know, I miss uh, being able to hug my kids, uh, hug my grandkids, and they're close by. Can't do it. I miss a good, greasy cheeseburger and fries on a plate, not in a bag. Well, how about if I bring one over to you on a plate and set it outside your door? It would be stone cold, but no? I, I want to be seated at a table and have a rude waiter. Oh, okay? yeah. Now I get it. Uh, you know what else I miss? I miss shaking hands. When was the last time really? you shook somebody's hand? Well, you know what? I was coming around to the point of view that that's, that's a dated custom, <clears throat> and I'm now going to bow. <laughs> what else I do you miss? miss Going to outdoor concerts, sitting on a blanket with a bottle of wine. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. How about baseball games? It's been a while since I've been to a baseball game. Opening day came and went. Well, I I miss all sports, but on television hmm. where I have the best seat and a couple <laughs> of beers. Yeah. Yeah. But then you can't yell and scream the same. I miss taking vacations in other countries. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, hell, I miss uh, going anywhere in a car that requires an overnight. Oh. Well, you know, you can always sleep on my couch, Jim. You just got to call ahead of time. Well, c- can I put your couch in my car? Uh, well, you can drive over to my couch. <laughs> okay. I miss uh, going to an evening of theater. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. that kind of communal experience. Well, a- an evening of good theater, let's say. I don't miss bad theater. Well, I, I miss even going to shows that you've been in. Ah, without okay. well, without I, judgment. I haven't been in one for quite a while. Without so. judgment, I miss going to those There's shows. A lot of people that have missed those. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I miss seeing people's full face and not just their eyes behind a mask. Yeah, I mean, who do you know you're dealing with? Really? They might be. Yeah. Hmm. I miss lolling around in a bookstore. Hmm. You know, with a cup of coffee, just perusing books, grabbing one, reading a little bit, putting it back. Spilling coffee on it. And then leaving, right. (laughs) And then leaving. You've done the same thing. Yes, I have. In other words, you and I are just pretty shallow guys, aren't we? Well, our I don't idea know. of a fun thing that we've missed is—I'm uh, not sure we share that with other people. So there's a lot of other things we're talking about. Things we've missed. We have missed uh, getting drunk with Ernest Hemingway in Key West. Both of us missed that. Uh, we missed that because he was dead before we were um, oh, old enough to count. drink. I miss sharing a favorite poem with Gertrude Stein in Paris. Me too. Now she was. She's a funny lady. Uh-huh. And and I miss developing a written language, inventing the wheel, discovering fire, okay. walking okay. upright. All right. I miss all, right. all that. Okay. I think that we've taken this way too far. And I blame you. Okay. But it's what's on my mind, Jim. I guess so. And I ask. Here's an important question. Is the trikini the next pet rock or a fashion statement for the coronavirus era? This item is from the New York Post from May 14th, 2020. In case you aren't in the know, a trikini is a bikini top and bottom with the addition of a matching face mask. I mean, (laughs) heaven forbid that your mask doesn't match your swimwear. An Italian designer named Tiziana Scaramuzzo designed the three-piece swimsuit, and doesn't that name just roll off the tongue, Paul, as a way to lift the spirits of her family during the COVID crisis. But after posting images of her daughters modeling the swimwear, it took off. As beaches open up, be prepared for sightings of the trikini. And for signings also of some weird tan lines caused by the fashion trend. (laughs) After 165 years, the Montgomery Sentinel Weekly newspaper has closed its doors. Its passing is a sign of the times. This pod nugget is from the Washington Post for January 30th, 2020. More than one in five newspapers have ceased publication in the last 15 years. Most of them are weeklies like the Montgomery Sentinel that focused on local news. They wrote about the people who lived down the street, high school athletes, local celebrities, community events, and of course the inevitable obituaries. They may seem a little corny today with their focus on community news, Their advertising revenue drifted away to Internet web pages and Craigslist over the last 10 years. Their readership has shrunk to a small fraction of their heyday. The Montgomery Sentinel printed 5,000 copies for their last issue. In the 1990s, they had 200,000 readers. Perhaps the lack of readers points to a lack of relevance. But they had an important purpose at one time. The local papers were the farm system for young journalists sharpening their writing skills. We should also acknowledge their part in developing a sense of local community. Perhaps they celebrated heroes from the neighborhood, but heroes nonetheless. This is a strange way to gauge the success of brain surgery. The patient was a violinist, and they had her play during the operation. This item is from the Washington Post for February 12, 2020. Dagmar Turner learned of her brain tumor after suffering a seizure while playing music. 
The tumor was in her brain's right frontal lobe, which is close to the brain tissue that controls her left hand as it moves over the strings on her violin. Her neurosurgeon knew he had to operate with precision so that he didn't affect the motor skills key to her playing music. The solution was to use a general anesthesia and have the patient play her violin during surgery so they could be sure they were just removing the tumor. Turner was able to go home three days after her surgery, and she has since returned to playing the violin. So we presume the operation was successful, although she nearly hit the surgeon with her bow during surgery, which could have resulted in a different outcome. Bob Elder is the Director of Communications and Investor Education for the Texas State Securities Board. In this segment, he warns about unregistered investment advisors. The first uh, thing I'll be talking about is unregistered individuals in the investment world. People simply don't recognize that an individual cannot just start offering investments from a storefront or on a website or through social media. They cannot do that unless they are registered with the Texas State Securities Board. And registration requirements are stiff. It involves qualifications testing, background checks, and once they do get registered, they're subject to periodic compliance reviews. Dealing with an unregistered individual uh, who is offering investment advice or selling investments uh, can really hurt someone's financial future. The vast majority of the criminal prosecutions our agency undertakes involve unregistered investment promoters. If you buy an investment from someone who is not registered, you are likely putting your money right into a fraud. The good news is it's easy to check if an individual or a firm is registered with the State Securities Board. On our website, simply go to Registration Checks. Our website address is ssb.texas.gov. A registration check will give you uh, a lot of the publicly available information on an investment advisor or broker. It'll tell you any disciplinary actions the person or firm has had, civil judgments, arbitrations, customer complaints, any outstanding tax liens, and the employment history of the individual. You know, a person may have all the trust in the world in an investment advisor or broker, maybe because he or she came with a high recommendation from a family member or a friend or someone in church. That's a common way people get introduced to investment advisors and brokers. But a relationship with a financial professional is going to be one of the most important relationships in your life. It's important to check all the information that's available from state regulators and see if there are any red flags that might steer you away from doing business with that person. The website for the Texas State Securities Board is www.ssb.texas.gov. The website contains informative publications, including the 2020 edition of the Texas Investor Guide. This handy guide contains strategies for investing wisely. With bars and tap rooms closing due to COVID-19, 
There is a surplus of draft beer, with some product going down the drain. This pod nugget is from the New York Times for April 28, 2020. The closing of bars and the canceling of social events has been a serious problem for many craft breweries in the U.S. They don't normally sell their product to grocery stores. They rely on draft beer sales for their profits. The result is a surplus of draft beer. And there's a window of about 45 days that the beer will be at its most flavorful. This led one small brewery in Minnesota to dump 900 gallons of its surplus into the sewer. The director of operations said there was literally nothing we could do with it. Hmm. Other breweries found more creative solutions. One brewery had sent their excess to a distillery to be distilled and put into oak barrels to age, creating a beer-based whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) One distributor in Vermont found a way to turn the excess beer into hand sanitizer. Well, before dumping the excess beer, I'm sure there are many volunteers out there who would help out with the problem. (laughs) It's one way we could keep our spirits up during these difficult times. I get it. Spirits? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, his name is Charlie McCarthy, but he is no laughing matter. Well, actually, he laughs a lot, as we will soon find out. All right, so Charlie McCarthy, you've lived a very successful life, first in IT, then in sales, and then for the past 20 years or so in the field of law. So I want to find out, Charlie, what drives you to do that kind of thing? What keeps you going? Just my own curiosity about how and why things work. And of course, uh, having eight kids and the associated expenses with that, you know, basically it's just, uh, what am I going to do? Sit at home and clip coupons? Well, you know, that's not my idea of life. You know, life is something to be to be chased after and to be uh, embraced and loved. So you pursue it, and sometimes you're frustrated in your pursuit of that objective. When I graduated from college, you know, my thought was I always wanted to be a lawyer, and my first job was in data processing. You know, I always had this thing of, you know, I want to be a lawyer. So I started taking night classes when I lived in Indianapolis. Then I got promoted to Chicago. And, you know, I looked at the long road ahead going to night school to be a lawyer versus this great new job in Chicago. And so I kind of put that on a shelf. But, you know, I always had that thing inside me Hmm. going, I want to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And you know, here I am flinging myself at this goal. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer. And, you know, finally you just kind of stand naked in front of a mirror and say, Hey pal, enough of your BS either do or like Yoda said, either do or do not Mm -hmm. take the LSAT. So I went and took the LSAT and I entered law school in 2000 and and then you go through law school is three years and you got to study for the bar and you take the bar. I got sworn in in May of 2004. And the very next day after I got sworn in, I'm in court because a, a, a lawyer I had met, you know, I needed somebody to cover for him. And 
He said, well, you'll be a lawyer. I said, yeah, but I don't know anything about the case. He said, ah, don't worry about it. Here's the motion. He says, you can do it. And I went, well, I shrugged my shoulder. I said, okay, I'll show up. So I'm sitting there and the clerk goes, you know, Smith v. Jones. Well, you know, I jump up, almost knock the table over. I'm so excited. My God, here I am. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I step up to the judge. Judge? Charlie McCarthy representing Mr. Jones. And a judge looks at me. What'd you say your name was? <laughs> I said, Charlie McCarthy. He says, um, he says, how long have you been practicing law? And with the greatest of aplomb, I looked at my watch and said, about 12 minutes. <laughs> he grabs his gavel and goes, chambers he slams it down <laughs> and we walk into his chambers and he turns around and he says what's this business about first of all your name's charlie mccarthy i said well I, I don't know what else to say judge that's my name here's my card he looks at the card my god his name really is charlie mccarthy and he goes well okay your name's charlie mccarthy but what's this business about you've been practicing law for 12 minutes I said, well, your honor, I said, I was sworn in yesterday in Elgin and, uh, you know, this is my first time in front of the court. I was here at nine o'clock, but you didn't come out till nine twelve, And so I gave myself the benefit of the doubt and said, I've been practicing law for 12 minutes. <laughs> and he looked at me and he says, well, what did you do before you became a lawyer? He said, can I get you a cup of coffee? I said, yeah, cream and sugar. He goes over makes me a cup of coffee, comes back. And he sits down, and of course, I start spieling my story about uh, working in computers and going to law school as an old guy. And he just roared. <laughs> and it gets to be about 20 minutes to 10. And he says, he says well, do you know who your uh, opponent is here? And I said, uh, no, I don't. I've never seen him before. He said, this is Everett Braden. He was the chief judge of this division and my boss for 25 years. <laughs> I went, your honor, how can I get a fair hearing with his ah, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He says, maybe we ought to get back into the courtroom. And walked back into the courtroom, and it was dead silence. They expected me to be carrying my head. We sat down. I argued the motion. The judge found in my favor. And I walked out on cloud nine. It was like, yes, I am a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been bizarre like that almost every day. And you're still practicing now, right? Ever since 2004. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah, I'm still practicing. You bet. So how many minutes is that? Oh, <laughs> Good question. I've got a spreadsheet in front of me. I can calculate it. <laughs> but the thing is this. You are still going strong at age 75. And yet well, I have a feeling that this is not the last chapter in your throwing yourself at something. In your words, what are you planning to throw yourself at next? Well, after I graduated from law school, I just happened to be reading the wall street journal and there was a quarter page ad for uh med school at, at Loyola, the strict school of medicine. Uh oh. And I called up and I said, what, what is this all about? And I said, well, it's an executive program 
for med school to uh, get professionals involved and really understand what it's like to be a doctor. It was a 13-week program, and I have on my wall my certificate that says I graduated from med school. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> so what's next for me? Yeah, what's Jeez, next? I want to take a welding class. Um, of I course you do. I want to take an astronomy class. Okay. Uh, I've got to do that. I've got the Adler Planetarium here. There is nothing like being out in the middle of Lake Michigan. And where I am, it's 60 miles wide. So you go out 30 miles on a, on a new moon night. And you look up, and it's like a 100-watt bulb. It's so bright, and it's all from starlight. Not moonlight, starlight. And you see a gazillion stars, and then, of course, you start thinking about all the advances that Hubble has discovered and the black holes. And, I mean, I do this quite often just because it, it kind of relaxes my soul. And while you're watching this and you're thinking these heavy-duty thoughts, then all of a sudden you see this little beep, 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 beep. The ISS comes flying over. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just so exciting. So what, what else is in my future? Gosh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, there's just so many things that, that I still want to do. I've, I've got a sailboat, and I've visited every port on Lake Michigan. You know, it's like, wow, that's kind of a cool thing to do. The problem is, like, the older I get, the faster the clock runs. And, you know, Einstein's theory of relativity, right? Time is subjective. Where are you? What are you doing? You know, I'm running fast and hard, but, man, that clock keeps keeps going around much faster than it ever used to when I was little. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think this is a wonderful attitude to have toward life. And it really doesn't matter how much time you've got left because you're going to use it. My question then would be, have you ever spent any time regretting anything? Initially, when things happen to you, you may have... You know, it's like a little kid in a stove. You know, you touch the hot stove. Your mother told you not to touch it. Eh, what does she know? You touch the stove. Yow! <laughs> and, you know, you regret it. But then a year later, you know, you see your little brother or your little sister or whatever going near the stove. And you tell them to stay away. And, and you think to yourself, you know, I regret touching that stove. But if I hadn't touched it, I wouldn't have the knowledge now to be able to tell my younger brother, my younger sister, or <laughs> don't touch the stove. It's hot. You'll burn yourself. Um, I think everybody in, in their life, there are certain things as they progress through life. Well, I probably shouldn't have done that, but you can't say that really. Cause what did you learn? You know, somebody said, I don't know, it was somebody famous like Thomas Edison or something that, you know, failure is merely, learning a way not to do something. If you keep pushing forward, you'll find the right way. Mm -hmm. So do you regret failure? No, not if it points you to the right way. 
And if you're having fun, if every day you can laugh, your day is a success. That's the way I look at it. Like what you've been hearing? How about sharing the joy with your friends? We can always use more listeners. All our episodes are available on our website, www.olddogspodcast.com. And there are a lot more episodes on the way, so stay tuned and keep howling at the moon. <laughs>